invisible and do the impossible. Let's start with our inventor Dale and see how he used this powerful principle to arrive at his great idea. Dale knew that there is another approach to our worsening energy crisis that does not use fossil fuels, does not produce greenhouse gases or any other pollution, does not create radioactive waste or pose any other environmental dangers. It's called nuclear fusion and many scientists believe it could become the energy source of the 21st century and beyond. Let's say you burn a certain amount of hydrogen and oxygen in today's most efficient fuel cell, explains Morgan, and you get 10 electron volts. Take two hydrogen isotopes and fuse them. Now you get 16.7 million electron volts. Fusing the hydrogen from a bathtub's worth of water would produce the same amount of energy you'd get from burning 40 trainloads of coal. A relatively tiny amount of ocean water would provide everyone on the planet with all the energy we could ever use for the next 50,000 years. And the only byproduct is harmless, non-radioactive helium. Understandably, this prospect has a lot of major international players hot on the fusion trail. For example, a consortium of 20 countries, including the United States, China, Japan, Korea, Russia, and a half-dozen European countries, is building a massive, multi-billion dollar facility in southern France. The International Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor, ITER, is the most expensive project ever mounted in pursuit of this holy grail. At California's famous Lawrence Livermore Lab, another fusion facility is under construction that will span three football fields to blast its millimeter-sized hydrogen fuel pellets with massive lasers. However, there's a problem. So far, Even with these massive and astronomically costly facilities, the fusion reaction requires more energy going in than it yields an output. Like an investment that keeps losing money, today's fusion reactors produce a net energy loss. The largest functioning fusion reactor in the world is the UK's Joint European Taurus, JET. Yet even that facility has been able to reach a maximum output of barely two-thirds the input required like investing $100 to get back a total return of less than $65. And that's where Dale's idea comes into the picture. His flash foresight was this. Instead of making these facilities bigger and bigger, why not make them radically smaller? In fact, why not make a fusion reactor so small you can't even see it? So small it would be built out of single molecules. In a word, nanofusion. Dale is not alone in this idea. He is one of a handful of early innovators who are exploring the emerging field of nanofusion. Dale's model is similar to the Lawrence Livermore reactor in concept, only instead of firing mile-long lasers at small glass pellets, his reactor would fire a nanolaser made from a single carbon molecule, called a nanotube, at hydrogen isotopes wrapped inside another type of carbon molecule called a buckyball. This material has a much higher purity and density, and lo and behold, it produces a net positive yield, more energy coming out than it takes to make the reaction. Potentially, says Dale, vastly more. Imagine the impact such a technology would have on the world. For all practical purposes, there would be no more energy crisis. Oil-producing nations would become just nations like any other, still producing oil, but no longer supplying the bulk of our energy needs. We would have enough energy to fuel our global economy for centuries, conceivably forever, and without producing any greenhouse gases or radioactive waste. 
A lot of the other guys in Fusion didn't even want to hear about this idea at first, says Dale. They thought we were crazy, but they said that about my other inventions too. The long list of crazy inventions in whose development Dale's keen sense of flash foresight has played a key role includes the personal digital assistant, PDA, and matrix control for LCD and plasma TVs. Most people in the scientific community think practical fusion is 50 to 100 years away, Dale adds. We don't think it will take that long. There are still considerable technological barriers to realizing this radical idea. For one thing, the nanofusion pioneers need to find a way to create a viable nano-based superconductor. That's a formidable challenge, says Dale. How long does he think it will take to surmount the various challenges and actually have a working model of the process? I'd say, oh, 10 to 15 years, maybe less.